people as the opportunity to have a go at me arose. All right, so it was my idea, I blustered, and it was a good one. Gina and Jazz made mocking noises, but I admit it didn't quite work. Quite? Huh, Jazz snorted. It didn't work at all. My brilliant idea had been to get Auntie married off to my class teacher, Mr. Aurora. Mr. Aurora is the hero of Coppergate Comprehensive, his dark good looks and girls swooning in the corridors. Well, Amber, Gina gave me a lofty glance, I hope you've realized that you can't go around sticking your nose into other people's love lives. It would have been good, though, wouldn't it? Jazz said in a wistful voice. If Auntie had married Mr. Aurora, every girl in the school would have been so jealous. It might still happen, I remarked, especially now they've made up after that row they had at Indigit's wedding. Auntie and Mr. Aurora had met for the first time at our cousin's wedding reception and argued about us, naturally. And now Auntie's joined the PTA, said Gina with satisfaction. She and Mr. Aurora had coffee together after the meeting last week, too. I heard Auntie telling Dad. Really? I said thoughtfully. That sounds rather promising. But anyway, Gina went on quickly, if we're not going to interfere any more, it doesn't matter one way or the other. You and Jazz will just have to restrain yourselves. Oh, of course, I said sweetly. We can rely on you for information anyway, as you're obviously keeping a close eye on them. Gina glared. I am not keeping an eye on them. I just happen to have noticed. Casually, and without any effort at all, that they seem to be getting on rather well. Is that why you were hanging around when Auntie was on the phone yesterday? Jazz inquired. Gina reddened. I grinned. Don't get your hopes up, I said. She was talking to her friend Asha in Delhi. Gina and Jazz both looked disappointed. Oh, let's just leave Auntie and Mr. Aurora to get on with it, shall we? I yawned. I was bored with the whole subject. If they like each other, they will, and if they don't, they won't. Gina and Jazz weren't even pretending to listen. They were talking amongst themselves. Did you hear that? Gina whispered. Jazz's eyes were popping out on stalks. Yes, I did. She dug her nails into my arm so hard I winced. It sounded like... What are you two babbling about? I began. Immediately, Jazz clapped her hand over my mouth, while Gina grabbed my arm and said, Shh! Loudly. She nodded towards the nearest classroom, 8A, my class. I glanced across the corridor. The classroom door was ajar, but I couldn't see inside. However, I could hear voices, and they were both familiar. That's Auntie! I slapped Jazz's hand away. And Mr. Aurora! <gasps> of course, I headed straight towards the classroom. What are you doing, Amber? Gina asked. I paused mid-tiptoe. What do you think? I want to know what they're talking about. I thought we were just going to leave them to get on with it, Jazz remarked. And then, of course, there's the whole question of sneaking around listening to other people's private conversations, Gina said in a stern voice. I won't tell you what they're saying if that makes you feel better, I replied. I wonder if he's asking her to marry him. I was barely at the door before I felt Gina breathing down my neck. Jazz wasn't far behind. Her recovery from a broken ankle in ten seconds was nothing short of a modern medical miracle.
Well, that's settled then, Mr. Aurora said. I know it will mean a lot of hard work. We still couldn't see them, but we could hear them much more clearly. Oh, I'll be glad to help in any way I can. That was Auntie. And I'll look forward to working with you, Mr. Aurora went on in his gently charming voice. I'm sure we'll make a great team. If that's a proposal, it's the most unromantic one I've ever heard, Jazz muttered. Shh, Gina and I whispered. Come in, girls, said Auntie. Don't be shy. She has hearing like Superman. We all turned deep, dark red. Then we hung around for a few seconds, shoving each other. Eventually we shuffled in, Gina and Jazz sneakily hiding behind me because I'm the tallest. Uh, we weren't listening, Jazz said immediately. Auntie appeared faintly amused, while Mr. Aurora tried to look stern. They were certainly a very good-looking couple, sitting together at Mr. Aurora's desk. Auntie had lost weight since she'd come from India. She claimed it was the stress of looking after us. I'm sure she was joking. She was wearing a pair of black trousers, stiletto-heeled boots, and a pink sweater. Her hair knotted on top of her head. She looked almost pretty enough for Mr. Aurora, who was heart-throbbingly glamorous in a cinnamon-colored shirt and geometric-patterned blue tie, black hair flopping over big brown eyes. You do know the rules, girls, Mr. Aurora inquired gently. You're not allowed in school at lunchtime unless it's an emergency. Jazz has an emergency, I said quickly. Doesn't she always, Auntie said in a resigned tone. She's hurt her ankle, Gina added. We both stared hard at Jazz, who had roses in her cheeks and looked the picture of health. Oh, yes, Jazz said hurriedly, bending down to clutch her leg. Uh, ow! <laughs> you didn't tell us you were visiting the school today, Auntie, Gina said pointedly. I didn't know I was, Auntie replied, a picture of baby-faced innocence. But Mr. Aurora rang earlier this morning and invited me. We all stared at Mr. Aurora with avid curiosity. He wilted visibly under our scrutiny like a weak old lettuce. I was just wondering if your aunt would be interested in helping us with our latest fundraising project, he began. It's not the dumb thing to groan loudly in front of teachers. I had to clamp my teeth firmly together. Gina did the same. Fundraising? Jazz repeated in a despairing tone. Things had become desperate ever since the upper school had moved across the road into a brand new building, all glass, steel, space, and light. The lower school, us, was still stuck in the old falling-down building, waiting for our part of the new school to be built. We were in for a long wait. A few weeks ago, the school inspectors had visited us, and while Coppergate had had a good report, they were concerned at the amount of time it was taking for the new school to be finished. This had led to questions being asked. The reason for the delay was rumoured to be that the school was running out of money. Tales of fabulous expenditure on the new building were flying all around the playground, with the head teacher Mr. Morgan named and shamed as the main culprit. All this massive overspending meant that suddenly we were being bullied into doing sponsored walks, silences and spelling bees by that tyrannical dictator Mr. Grimwade, also known as head of the lower school. Yes, fundraising. Mr. Aurora said sternly. The teachers had obviously been told to follow the party line, whatever their private thoughts on the subject, and whip us all into submission. He turned to Auntie. 
It's a very valuable lesson for the students to participate in paying for their school. It gives them a sense of responsibility. Sir, I began innocently enough, although I would never have been so cheeky a few months ago in my perfect phase, is it true that Mr. Morgan has a hand-woven carpet in his office with a school crest on it that cost £5,000? Someone said he makes everyone take their shoes off when they go in there, Jazz added. Uh, uh, that's uh, nonsense, Mr. Aurora spluttered. He caught Auntie's inquiring eye. It was just the once, he said weakly, and they were year eight boys in muddy football boots. Gina vigorously joined the attack. And is it true that the staff room in the new building has got digital TV? Yes, of course it is, I replied. The teachers come in at weekends to watch it. Girls, Auntie stepped in to save Mr. Aurora, who was looking quite bitter. The staff room in our building hasn't even got a wash basin, never mind satellite TV. Shouldn't you be on your way? I'll see you at home later. I think I'd better come with you now. Jazz said in a weak-as-a-kitten voice. Seeing as I can't walk... Auntie ignored her. I'll give you a ring in a few days' time when I've had a chance to come up with a few more definite ideas, she said to Mr. Aurora. We smirked and nudged each other. What ideas? I asked. For an end-of-term party, said Mr. Aurora. Your aunt suggested a Bollywood theme. I think it could raise a lot of money. It was just an idea, Auntie said modestly. I glanced at Gina and Jazz. We were all three quite impressed. A Bollywood party sounded more inviting than a sponsored walk around the muddy playing fields. It sounded appealing. It sounded romantic. Ha! I could see it all.